everybody and welcome to a new episode of Evie's Korean Drama Podcast Show. My name is Evie, I'm your host, and I am a K-drama obsessive. So this is the show where I waffle on about all of the K-drama that I love. If you'd like to support the show, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Evie Korean Drama Podcast. There you will find extra podcast episodes and updates on what I'm watching at the moment. Also, just before I get started, please be warned that I do swear a little bit on this show when I get excited. And when I'm talking about K-drama, I always get excited. Alright, so I thank you very, very much for listening and let's get on with the K-drama show. The K-drama that I have chosen to chat about with all of you today is called Zombie Detective, which is a pretty, you know, it's a pretty literal title, right? Zombie Detective. I feel like, I feel like you know what you're going to get when you approach a drama that's called Zombie Detective. (laughs) Uh, Definitely not one of those vague titles where you're like, hmm, what will this be about? Um, And if you guessed that the K-drama called Zombie Detective is in fact about a zombie detective. Ding! You guessed right. (laughs) Uh, So this show, Zombie Detective, is a 12 episode. It's only 12 episodes. Uh, 12 episode, I want to say it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's very silly. It's absolutely a comedy, but it has a very, very interesting balance that I actually really, really liked, um, is that it it's also goes quite dark. So it can be a bit gory, like the zombies are like, uh, there's not many zombies, but you know, there's some gross stuff. It's a bit gory. There's a like, you know, just n- not over levels of violence or horror or gore, anything like that, but like normal sort of serious drama levels, but then mixed in with like this real shift in tone sometimes. So it'll go from like, for instance, an episode that is like a, you know, let's investigate a serial killer case. And it'll be just as dark as you'd expect from a K-drama that has a serial killer in it. And it's doing that kind of stuff. And then it'll just switch to like full on light, zany silliness where it like might break the fourth wall or have some very meta kind of like in jokes about you know the actors past projects and things like that um so I really really enjoyed I think that was probably my favorite aspect of this show is just the pure tongue-in-cheek silliness like I feel like this is the kind of show zombie detective (laughs) it knows what it is and it's not pretending to be more highbrow than what it is and I think it's at its best when it just leans into the comedy and the silly so I really really enjoyed that aspect of this show so zombie detective uh 12 episodes came out at kind of towards the end of 2020 um it was on my radar <laughs> for the simple embarrassing reason that it stars the actor Jin Hyuk, who is one of my favorite actors. He's wonderful. He's very charismatic in absolutely anything I've ever seen him in. Um, I feel like he kind of, for a while there, because I, I pretty much try every drama he's in. I've watched a lot of his dramas and I'll, I pretty much usually give them all a go. Um, but it's kind of interesting to me. I feel like he kind of went through a phase there uh, where Chejun Hyuk was doing like a lot of 
you know, really, really dark, kind of serious sort of crime dramas and stuff. And then more recently, he's done some like, I don't know, zany stuff. Like, uh, so this one, Zombie Detective, uh, he's also done Rugal, which I haven't seen yet. I think that also came out in 2020 and looks like an action bonkers extravaganza that looks mental, uh, but potentially quite fun. I don't know. Um, and he's also had some like crazy kind of roles in, uh, was it The Last Empress, which is like a mad mukjung, just like bonkers, crazy thing um, with Jung Nara, which I watched quite a lot of that drama, but it was crazy. Like <laughs> It was so insane. Um, and then obviously more recently, he has sort of a cameo, but a recurring voiceover cameo, particularly in Mr. Queen as, you know, the dude from the future who you know, his soul goes inside a Joseon princess or a Joseon uh, to be queen, um, which is a great show, by the way. I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> so you probably gather from that that I am a Chejin Hok fan. And would I pick this up if he wasn't in it? Uh, probably, actually. Like, it's such a silly title. It's such a silly concept. But I think the drama... I don't know. I think it really makes it work. It's just got, it's really fun. I think it's got a level of fun to it. Like it's definitely not going to be my favorite show ever. I don't think it's the most brilliant show ever, but it's fun. And I think if you're just kind of looking for something to sort of, I don't know, fill in a gap or whatever, I, I think it's, it's definitely worth your time. I think it's just, it's just a nice show. And by nice, I mean, there's a lot of blood and gore and like dead people and serial killers and zombies. <laughs> so I guess it depends on what you think of as a nice time. <laughs> but I am a bit of a fan of horror, I guess. I quite like horror shows, dramas, whatever, movies. Um, so, and this is certainly on the light side in terms of the, hom- uh, the, the horror because it does have so much humor in it. So you can never kind of take this show too seriously even when it's kind of stepping more into the shadowy, dark, crime-fighting kind of stuff. And on a completely unrelated note to... It's not completely unrelated, but, you know, not talking about this drama, which is called Zombie Detective. I'm just wondering if people have seen that other drama. It's a lot older. Um, I can't remember when it came out, but it was called um, Vampire Detective. (laughs) Another very literal title where you knew exactly what you were going to get. And you did get a vampire that was a detective. Um, That is what you got with that drama, which I quite enjoyed that one, um, Vampire Detective. I remember actually really liking it um, quite a lot. And it was good fun. It was my first time ever seeing the actress um, Issa Young. I always forget her name. I'm pretty sure Issa Young. Um, and she had like, you know, really long blonde hair and she was very sassy and cool and a hacker girl. And that was my first experience with that actress, who I guess is now probably one of my favorite actresses and is not in this drama that I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm a bit all over the place, but that's okay. It's been a really long day. It's been a good day, but this is the last thing I'm doing today and I'm going to like bunk off after this and I don't know, probably watch drama, I suppose. Uh, so Zombie Detective, I finished the last episode last night. Um, so only 12, which I think is it's just really manageable. It's just something I've sort of just, I don't know, been, yeah, delving into between sort of, I suppose, my main shows, the shows where I'm literally just hanging off every episode and waiting, you know, the ones I'm watching as they currently air. So this has been a really nice 
fun kind of light filler, um, light with lots of blood and gore um, filler for between my sort of main dramas where I'm, I'm feeling quite passionate about those. And this one, I was like, yeah, you know, I definitely don't want to leave it. I definitely want to finish it. It's good fun, but it's not like, you know, it, it's I'm not going to put it in my top number one or anything like that. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'll talk a little bit about the casting before moving on to the general setup for this crazy show. Uh, so like I said, Che Jin Hyuk, uh, he plays the main character whose name or whose a- alias is Kim Mu Yong. So he literally plays a dead man, <laughs> which is interesting. I feel like out of all those kind of, you know, supernatural characters, I feel like zombies are absolutely 100% the least glamorous type. And I was quite interested, you know, in how I suppose this this drama was going to deal with a zombie detective. Because, you know, a vampire detective, yeah, he's going to be handsome, he's going to be cool, he's going to be strong and cool and handsome. And then in this one, you've got Che Jin Hyuk, who's, you know, obviously he's handsome, but also he has makeup on that makes him look like a dead, slightly rotting body, which presumably he is because he's been a zombie for multiple years at this point. So I'm like, gross. He only eats raw chicken. And I was like, gross. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, there's, there's a few like little hurdles there, I think, in terms of having a zombie main character and you identifying with them. So, uh, Kim Moo Young, who is the main dude, he comes back as a zombie. Uh, one thing I find really kind of fun, uh, is he, in order to go out in public and be in public, he has to wear like BB cream. So like, you know, pancake makeup, or it's probably not pancake, but you know, like foundation to make sure his skin tone looks like a skin tone and not like a dead rotting <laughs> zombie. And I thought it was really interesting because Che Jin Hyuk is like, he's such a handsome dude and you're kind of following him around being this cool detective, um, throughout the show. But every time he looks really handsome, you're like, that's BB cream, and underneath, he's a rotting corpse. <laughs> of course, Che Jin Hyuk himself is not a rotting corpse, but his character most certainly was. Very interesting. So yeah, zombies, less glamorous than vampires. I get, I get the whole, like, vampire obsession that I feel like the world has consistently, or at least circles back around to. Uh, so anyway, on to the next casting person. The female lead in Zombie Detective is played by an actress called Park Joo-hyun. So I have never seen Park Joo-hyun in anything. Um, She's been in a few dramas recently, but just none that I've really seen. So this was my first experience with her. She's the female lead. She plays a character called Gong Sonji. I really liked her. She's just a really fun kind of character foil for our main character, Mu-yong, played by Che Jin-hyuk. I think Mu-yong, because he is this like, weirdo he's such a weirdo like there's this real sweetness to him but he's so awkward and he's weird and he just walks kind of funny and like everything about him is like it's very sweet I don't know quite how they managed to make him so sweet as well as a rotting corpse (laughs) as well as such a weirdo Um, but he can't really like deal with people and lots of people in his face and of course he gets paired up with a female lead uh, the main character called Sonji who is in your face. Like she is just, I don't know. She's so enthusiastic. She's so energetic. She's just kind of like, I don't know, running in circles around him basically. And he's just like, 
whoa. And she's just off like a rocket. It's really fun. I really, really liked that kind of dynamic. Um, she's also just, yeah, just very, very in his face, like pushing him around and pulling him around and like, you know, lots of kind of, I don't know, uh, that kind of unconscious skinship stuff, I guess, that is in a lot of dramas, which I really like. I don't know if it's a trope exactly, but in when it comes to romances, it's something that I really, really enjoy. And it's one of those things that I find really, really hard to replicate in fiction. <laughs> I feel like it's such a visual thing. Like if you've got, you know, a couple in a drama that, you know, you're kind of watching their love story, but they're not at the stage yet where the couple themselves are kind of aware that there's something between them or that there's, there's not even really tension exactly. And it's kind of this very comfortable vibe where you as a viewer get to see them just being way more kind of hands-on than you know they sort of need to be. So they're always in each other's faces or always standing really close or that kind of stuff. So that kind of really unconscious skinship. Um, but, you know, they don't really notice it yet and it hasn't really kind of gone anywhere. And I feel like that's such an interesting thing because I love it in K-dramas. Like I notice that sort of stuff in a romance on such a high level, I enjoy it so much. Um, and obviously everything I enjoy, particularly when it comes to romantic stories and development of romance, um, you know, I always try and replicate in, in books that I write, in stories. Um, but it's just one of those things that I think is really, really hard to get across in fiction or particularly maybe the kind of fiction that I write that is POV, like um, first person, so from a character's point of view. So if it's something unconscious, you can't put it in there. So that, all of that, doesn't matter because it wasn't about this drama and I've deviated a lot. Um, I'll tell you guys a secret. I'm actually enjoying, very much so enjoying, a cool glass of wine while I'm recording this, but potentially it's going to mean this episode's a bit crazy. Um, I don't normally drink wine or anything while I record this show. And now that I am right this moment, I'm wondering why, why don't I normally do this? <laughs> Uh, probably because I talk too much and I go on weird tangents about some weird thing. And also, I have to point out, after that really long waffle about the romance and the unconscious skinship and that kind of dynamic, I should let you know that this drama is very light on the romance in general. Like, it's romantic because they're kind of squished together at every turn the two main characters and there's obviously like you know a developing friendship and a developing bond and a developing trust and a developing attraction at moments but he is a zombie he's a dead rotting corpse that eats raw chicken so even though I was watching the show, I was like, I wish there was more romance. A part of me was like, if they kiss, I'm going to feel really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> or I'd have to, I don't know, see the scene where he brushes his teeth first or something. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a weird vibe. Really weird vibe. Uh, so anyway, that's the female lead, Park Ji Han. That's the actress's name. Um, I liked her. I will keep an eye out for her. I think she was really suited to this role. Just I think she had the right sort of like manic in your face kind of you know, nosy sort of energy. So she was a lot of fun. Uh, so there's two sort of detective dudes who are like rival detectives who live across the street from our main character. Um, and they're both faces that I've seen a lot, particularly one played by the actor Tae Hung Ho. Oh, that's hard to say. Tae Hung Ho. Uh, he plays a character called Lee Song Rock, who is just the detective across the road. So they're kind of like, you know, the two sidekicks, sort of goony, goofy characters who are just running around the background and sort of like, I guess, adversaries for most of the drama. But then, you know, 
come together at the end to help solve the big problem. I actually really liked them. They're very bumbly and silly, but I actually did quite enjoy them. And I never really was bored when they were on screen by themselves, which I think is pretty good for those kind of bumbly characters. Um, and then, you know, there's quite a few other faces in it. I guess I just want to mention probably only probably one more who's just like a side character actor. There's this dude called Anseha. Um, so he's just like one of those faces that you will recognize from like every drama ever. Um, he's really good in this. He plays the female lead's brother-in-law. So he's married to the female lead's sister, who's this very intense, overbearing woman who I quite liked her as well. Um, but the actor Anseha, he's just, I don't know, he's a very like kind of... Um, very kind of toothy, kind of sweet, sort of nerdy looking dude and very mild mannered. And I don't know, I found him really, really charming in this drama and could have actually done with even a bit more towards the end around his storyline. But, you know, clearly I'm jumping all over the place right now. Um, there was a second female, uh, second male lead, sorry, um, played by the actor Kwon Hwa Woon, who I have not seen before. Um, he has been in stuff but uh, like, I think he's been in stuff I've seen, so maybe I sort of recognize his face, but he's not someone I've really noticed before. But I really enjoyed him in this, and again, could have done with a bit more of that kind of, you know, romantic tension stuff, but I will mention that later on. Um, so I think that's, you know, probably well enough for the setup. I meant <laughs> the overview. <laughs> so I think this podcast is clearly going to go off the rails, but also I feel like that's appropriate because I'm talking about a drama called Zombie Detective. And, you know, I don't think anyone needs to take this stuff seriously. <laughs> All right, uh, that's enough. I'm going to get into the setup of the show. All right, so let me tell you what this drama is about. Um, this drama zombie detective is about a zombie detective. <laughs> no, it's about more than that. Uh, sort of, sort of about more. So basically, uh, there's kind of an opening thing from, you know, my hazy memory of this drama at the start, uh, which I think that uh, we kind of meet our female lead first, Sanji, and she is kind of working for this journalistic television program. So they take cold cases and they dig deep and they create, you know, interviews with witnesses. And she, you know, it's a real kind of investigative journalism sort of thing. So she goes after you know, serial killers and murderers and stuff, I guess, and tries to solve them all on television and, you know, solve the case. So she's very into justice and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but she's also completely wrong and she's hounding down some dude and saying he's this particular serial killer who's been killing little children. And I think, I'm pretty sure from my memory, it turns out that this dude wasn't that thing that she thought. So there's lots of mayhem, lots of her running away from like, I don't know, barking dogs and angry dudes and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, but you kind of get a real... I want to say impression of how dogged she is, how determined she is, how willing she is to get in your face to, you know, I guess, follow through on her leads and get what, get what she wants out of the situation. And she's not trying to do anything selfish. She's truly trying to solve these crimes. She has this very, very strong upright sense of justice, but she's also very nosy and in your face, which I don't mind. I think I quite liked her straight away. Uh, and then the drama has this scene that I enjoyed so much. And it's just like this 
big pile of dirty rubbish at a dump, like a proper dump, just piles, mountains of shit everywhere. And the sky is like mad burning, almost like apocalyptic, like red and orange and stuff. It's just really weird, but it like, it looks really cool. And then obviously a dude emerges from the rubbish and it's Chezin Chok and he is a zombie. So he's just woken up. He's dead. He's just woken up and he is a zombie on the outside, as in, you know, he can't walk fast. He can't talk. He's like real, you know, stiff and weird when he tries to move. But his inner monologue is just full normal. And he's like, oh my gosh, am I a zombie? (laughs) And then he's basically just walking around the neighborhood, or sorry, the mountains, lamenting over the fact that, you know, he can't walk very fast and he can't talk and he can't do anything. He's really hungry and he doesn't understand what's going on. (laughs) So I actually found all this stuff really weird and very funny. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's the inner monologue and just because it really plays with, I think, all those kind of zombie tropes of, you know, all the things that physically, I mean, physically zombies are really shit. They can't do much at all. And I really enjoyed just the idea of a real human, but trapped inside that body being like, fuck, you know, like, why can't I lift my arm? Like, why can't I pick that thing up? Like, why can't I walk fast? I kind of remember what was happening or why he was running, but there's a point where he's trying to run. And in in his head, he's kind of like, you know, quick, quick, quick. But then you just see his body and he's like really slowly lumbering along. So, I mean, look, it's not high-end witty sort of humour, but for whatever reason, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, so yeah, he, he kind of just, I don't know, freaking haunts this weird mountain, eats lots of like, I don't know, wild animals. It's all really gross. He's like waking up with like blood all over him and he's like, oh my gosh, I clearly just ate that rabbit, whatever. Um, and he kind of finds a weird little place to live and he's just all alone and he's I think he's in a cave for a while and there's another really funny point where he I don't know where he is it's like a cabin or some shit and he ends up breaking in or something and he's watching like an actual zombie movie but it's a really bad one like really b-grade like low budget movie and the movie is called Fast Train to Busan which I find very funny Um, and I'm sure that a lot of listeners Presumably, most listeners will know about the very, very famous uh, Korean film called Train to Busan um, with Gong Yu in it, which is a fantastic zombie film. It's so good. Um, And I really enjoyed uh, this, you know, fast train to Busan sort of parody. I thought it was really fun. Um, But it's also really fun because, you know, our zombie main character is sitting there watching this film. He can't, you know, fully move and been, you know, he's not fully like can't move his body properly, I suppose, yet or talk and stuff. And we're still on the inner monologue. And he's watching this film, and of course, he's identifying with this. You know, there's this couple on this, I don't know, train, I suppose. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, it's called Fast Train to Busan. Uh, this couple on the train, and you know, they're both trying to fight off the zombies. And then the boyfriend gets bit, and he immediately turns into a zombie and turns on his girlfriend. The girlfriend absolutely bashes this dude's brains in, in, you know, the B-grade silly movie that our main character is watching. And while he's watching it, you know, he's so upset. He's just like, you know, so sad and scared and horrified and just like really upset about this poor zombie who's getting his, you know, getting killed on screen. And I just, I don't know, I kind of liked the flip. I think 
you know, I've certainly seen movies, I guess, um, with this kind of vibe, you know, like a zombie, but really they're just a human with human emotions and human feelings, but they're stuck in this ridiculous body or whatever. I feel like I've seen Warm Bodies, which is a movie that has kind of similar themes. It's a romance as well. Um, uh, but it was a little bit different because I think in Warm Bodies, the main character who's a zombie, he's not really like on a human level in terms of like his inner dialogue and the things that he's thinking and what's going on inside him. So it's not like he's got this kind of level of being trapped inside a zombie body suddenly. So I, I kind of found that kind of interesting and fresh. Um, so not fresh because he's, you know, he's, he's a dead man, but whatever. <laughs> so I, I quite enjoyed all this stuff. And then it's just like, uh, like a year later. So our zombie main character has no memories of who he is, how he died, and he just lives on this mountain eating, like, I don't know, whatever wild things that he can find, which is all very gross. <laughs> and, of course, he's wearing, you know, very flowery Ajuma pants that he's stolen off someone's um, washing line. And he he decides that he needs to, like, human humanize. Humanize? Yeah. Humanify himself. I don't feel like that's an actual word, but whatever. So he's practicing running on a treadmill. Again, you know, kind of falls off. Very slapstick, but for some reason it amused me. I don't know. Maybe I have like a very low sense of humor. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and he's using like chopsticks and trying to pick up, I don't know what it was, grains of something or grains of rice or sand or something to kind of, you know, get his fingers moving properly. And he also is practicing how to speak. So eventually um, he's kind of out hanging out in the woods and he comes across a dude who's like, um, you know, performing a ritual or whatever, like an ancestral rite at a gravesite, you know, obviously a family member. And this dude's up in the mountains doing it. And as our zombie watches, someone else turns up and totally murders this guy and like throws him off a cliff or whatever. So our zombie's like, whoa, that was unexpected and weird. And so he crawls down the cliff to meet this, um, you know, this kind of dying dude who turns out to be a detective who kind of gives him a key to his house. And of course, that's the beginning of the sort of mystery where our zombie ends up moving into the city, taking over this dead detective's life, posing as the dead detective um, and, you know, I don't know, solving crimes and shit. And then, of course, these things end up leading back to, you know, who is our zombie? What is his real name? How did he die? What kind of life did he lead? Was he a good person? Was he a bad person? All that kind of stuff. Um, and he, you know, runs into, I suppose, through all sorts of mad hijinks. Um, he ends up in a position where Sonji, who's our, you know, intrepid kind of journalist character, has left her job because she's sort of fucked up and there's been a problem there, uh, which, as it turns out, wasn't her fault at all. We find out later. But at the time, it does seem like it's not great. It's not really her fault, but it's not great. So she's left her job. She's jobless. And she's also kind of accidentally, I want to say, violently assaulted <laughs> the the zombie who's now living as Detective Muyong. Um kind of just hits him on the back of the head with, I don't know what it was, like a helmet or something, because she thinks he's crazy, but it turns out he's just a zombie. She doesn't know this at this point. So she thinks that she's nearly killed this guy. She thinks she owes him a lot of money as like compensation. And of course, through all these hijinks, um, she ends up working at his office as his sort of 
like, I don't know, partner assistant person, but really she's the one who knows how to investigate and he just has, you know, he's a zombie so he has a good sense of smell or whatever and he's really strong, but she's the one who actually knows how to investigate things and do things. Um, so, yeah, and then the drama really just kind of swings off with, I think, you know, the Sonji and our zombie main character just sort of solving some some of them slightly unrelated crimes, like there's a cult and stuff. And then obviously this big crime that leads back into um, Muyong, the detective Muyong, detective zombie, I should just say, uh, into his past and all stuff like that. And meanwhile, there's two kind of goofy detectives who are, I guess they're rivals who live across the street, who are kind of suspicious of Muyong and think that Muyong looks very different to how he used to look which he does because <laughs> it's a different dude. Um, and then throw in, I don't know, some serial killers and another serial killer and um, yeah, just some crazy shit like that. So yeah, I think that's kind of like, I mean, that's what a mad kind of um, overview that was. It was, it was very f kind of fast, but I mean, look, it's not, I have to say when I watched it, I was really into the comedy. I really enjoyed all the human interactions. I really enjoyed the kind of dynamic between the female lead and the male lead. And I enjoyed all the hijinks and I enjoyed the crimes as much as they kind of put our characters into danger. And I really enjoyed watching them, you know, have some action sequences and, you know, that kind of stuff. I enjoyed watching them investigate. But I have to say, I didn't actually care about the crimes, which is probably why my explanation of the setup of the show is so silly, um, because I really didn't pay that much attention, to be honest. Like there's this scene where, um, you know, the zombie, when he's still living up in the woods and stuff, because he's up there for like a year or whatever, but he comes across, you know, this guy who's, um, you know, visiting a grave who gets murdered. And I just like sort of didn't watch <laughs> which uh so I kind of tuned out for a while and then I came back into the show and I was like all right well I guess our zombie's now a detective but I actually didn't know how it had happened <laughs> so for me this was just like I don't know it was a really fun show but it was kind of a really fun background show I kind of tuned in and out I watched all the kind of people stuff and the relationship stuff and the human stuff and then when things got super like plotty like ooh, is this the serial killer like let's follow this clue I was just like I don't really care like so I didn't really keep track of so much of the plots as much as just enjoyed the action and enjoyed the characters um, all of whom I found very, very likable. Um, so I think that's all I'll say about setup. I think, I mean, <laughs> what else is there to say? It's a zombie. He's a detective. He's detecting stuff and also, you know, presumably slowly rotting away, um, which is, you know, lovely. <laughs> Okay, so unfortunately, someone next door is using an actual chainsaw, <laughs> so I kind of didn't notice, and now probably you guys can hear it, so I'm really sorry if that is messing with the sound, um, but I'm just going to keep going, um, because that's how I do. <laughs> I'm super unprofessional. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to talk about now the stuff that I loved in Zombie Detective. Um, so for me, the real, the good stuff in the drama for me, like the stuff where I was really paying attention, I was really into it, is just the comedy. I found it very kind of light and sweet and very, very silly. I think it's that kind of silly humor that I kind of get a kick out of. Like, it's not so much that I get into like slapstick or that kind of 
Oh, like I'm certainly not into gross out comedy very, like I'm not into that and it's not slapstick, but there's a very like sweetness to the silliness in this show, which I found very endearing and quite charming. Um, but Another thing that I loved about the show is the balance between having this very charming light stuff, like all light tone, light comedy, and then mixing it with like an actual like raving zombie serial killer and, you know, lots of blood and lots of high action and lots of high stakes and that kind of element. So I feel like the show really steps into some very dark places, like in terms of horror, but it never really feels that dark because the show then, you know, will just flip to the next scene and the next scene will be quite, you know, light and funny. So I don't know. I found that a really interesting balance and I think the show actually did a really good job at it. Um, so I really liked those aspects of it. Um, obviously I really liked Che Jin Hock in this drama, even though he looked like a zombie for some of it. Um, I think he did a really good job of sort of creating uh, just a big, sweet weirdo. The character really is, but he's very, very likable. Um, so he has like, I don't know, mad sort of light contacts, uh, contact lenses in his eyes. And when he's being a zombie, he, he has like corpse makeup on. So like, that's not so pretty, I suppose. <laughs> um, but I, I just kind of liked, there must be something about the way that he made the character, I guess. Like the actor, he walks very differently in this very sort of like, I don't know, he, he doesn't seem to swing his arms so much and he just looks real awkward and stiff. But And he flutters his eyelashes the whole time, so he like blinks a lot. But I don't really know how to describe it. There's this, It feels very just different. Like It's like when you watch him, you're like, oh, he doesn't seem natural and humanistic. Like you do kind of feel like, oh, there's something something about this dude that's kind of different. Um, but there was a real sweetness to it as well, I think, to his character. And it's just this newness, I suppose, about him. Like he doesn't know everything because he doesn't have memories and he doesn't know who he is and he doesn't know what he wants or likes or anything like that. Um, and I, I found the character really, really likable, which I think is really helpful uh, when you are literally following around a rotting corpse for 12 episodes. And I, <laughs> I keep saying that because I couldn't help but think about it during the show. But to be honest, he just looks super handsome the whole time. And I feel like the drama really shies away from the fact that he is a dead, rotting man. And potentially, maybe maybe he just doesn't rot. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me, but the drama certainly, I feel, steered well clear of all those kind of um, problematic issues <laughs> around having a dead male lead. Um, so what else? Uh, I've literally written on my list, Che Jin Hyuk's fluttery eyelashes. <laughs> he did blink a lot. It was very cute. Uh, so I really liked the detective setup, uh, with the nosy female lead character. I really liked their dynamic. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's the kind of setup, you know, this is obviously a 12 episode drama, but I was thinking like if it was, uh, maybe from a different country that kind of specializes more in the, you know, the longer form multi, uh, you know, multi-season kind of format in when it comes to shows. Like, I feel like this the dynamic that's set up is the kind of, you know, you could really stretch that out for a few seasons, I think, with that kind of case of the week. they just characters that I really liked and I enjoyed, I don't know, just seeing them run around and get into hijinks nonstop. Um, I also really like the small town vibes. Like, it's a small city. It's um, definitely not like a small country town by any means. But there is sort of like this small community vibe neighborhood sort of feel to it um, that I really liked. Um, 
What else do I have here? Oh, I really, really love this. This kind of real focus at the start of the drama um, with this idea of, you know, when Muyong, who's, uh, it's not the zombie's real name, but this is the name that he calls himself. So I'll just go with Muyong. Uh, so when Muyong kind of moves from, you know, being up in a year in the mountains and learning how to be remotely human he ends up in town and he kind of like under cover of night kind of manages to steal through the city without being seen he gets a hoodie and stuff and he kind of goes up to this detective's old house so this detective that has been murdered in the mountains has given him a key to his house and it's this you know crazy sort of noir looking detective rundown office you know up um, on a second level above a street, all that kind of stuff. Um, and he sort of turns up there and he's in there and then he's like, cool, you know, like, I guess I have somewhere to live. But then he's like, but I'm really hungry and I need to go get food. But I can't get food unless I'm wearing like a lot of makeup. But I can't afford makeup because I don't have any money. But I can't get any money because I can't leave the house without any makeup. So it's just this like very hilarious sort of, I really enjoyed it. It's like the practical problems of being a zombie. And one of the things that Muyong is sort of saying, because he's got this, you know, internal monologue throughout the entire drama, which I really enjoyed. And he's kind of talking about, you know, like when you watch shows or dramas or movies, like the supernatural beings never have this problem. They always have the coolest clothes. They always have like sports cars and they're just, you know, larger than life, amazing, almost like rock gods or something. And then here he is kind of just sitting in his like empty apartment being like, how do I order BB cream on the internet if I don't have any money? And how do I get money if I don't have BB cream to cover my face so I can go outside and find some money? So it's very funny kind of, I don't know, just this like almost, not I want to say realistic, but realistic is not the right word when I'm talking about a zombie detective. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like if a zombie detective was a real thing, it's kind of fun to look at the like annoying practicalities of, you know, of what that would be like for this guy. Um, so I actually really enjoyed that. And I found there was a lot of humor in it, but it also characterizes our main character and made me feel a lot for him because I'm like, that, that, that situation really does suck. Like, I feel really sorry for you. And I really liked him and I really wanted to see him overcome this problem of not having enough BB cream. Um, and I was actually like fully invested in like, oh, I hope he can find some makeup for his face. Also, he looks much more handsome when he has makeup on his face, which of course means that the actor has less makeup on his face because this is real face, which is a very nice face. <laughs> So what else do I have? I'm trying to read my writing. Um, so the female lead in this drama, so Sonji, her character is, so she is kind of, she lives in an apartment with her sister, her sister's husband, and their very young son. I really liked their whole family dynamic. So obviously I can't remember. I feel like maybe they said, you know, their parents are gone or dead or something. So she's sort of been obviously looked after by her, her sister, who is an older sister, who is extremely just like in your face and overbearing and does nothing except yell at everybody. But somehow to me was still quite likable as a character. I found her quite amusing. And she's married to this very soft, nice man who is, um, you know, he's a wannabe film director. And of course, he is the director who's made the absolutely terrible, like, B-budget film <laughs> called A Fast Train to Busan, um, which is hilarious. And he's just obsessed with zombies and he really believes they're real. But there's just, he's such a sweetheart. I really, really liked him. Uh, and I really liked the dynamics of when Sonji begins to work for, you know, zombie detective Muyong. There's all these kind of hijinks 
things where he is, you know, the family's just sort of in your face. So they're all encroaching on him and he's just like, oh my gosh, please back away. Like I have no idea how to deal with these people. But of course he gets roped into going to, you know, um, Sonji's nephew's, like her little nephew's birthday party on a rooftop. And it's just so charming to see this, I don't know, very disconnected zombie man who really doesn't know anything and he's there on the rooftop watching them all interact and sort of getting sucked into it all and and then when he has a conversation with Sanji's brother-in-law and finds out that Sanji's brother-in-law is obsessed with zombies and have this like really deep heart to heart about how zombies are really misunderstood and you know why does no one like zombies and all this kind of stuff and it's so I found it so endearing that was probably one of my favorite I don't know, favorite scenes in the whole drama, I suppose, was this big sort of family gathering. And then, of course, on top of the fact that, you know, Muyong is just trying to, I guess he's getting used to this this big family that is so loud that all around him and he's realizing what he's missing as well, which is sad. But Sanji's there kind of trying to protect him and make sure he's okay and make sure his secret doesn't get out. Um, and everyone else in the family is all over him. And of course, the second male lead is there as well, who's this um, detective who is, you know, he's a detective on the police force who's in love with Sanji, but they're just mates and she doesn't notice. Um, who's kind of seeing the way, you know, Sanji's trying to like look after Muyong the whole time. So it's just a really fun dynamic. But, um, I don't know, I really, really liked that scene a lot. And I just kind of really loved the kind of weird relationship between Muyong, you know, our zombie de- uh, zombie detective. Man, I cannot even talk. And this is what happens when I have a few sips of wine, apparently, um, after a long day. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I really liked the relationship um, between our zombie detective and Sonji's brother-in-law and just that connection between them. And I do feel like that's one thing I kind of wish, and this is you know, something more for my stuff that I didn't love. It's not that I didn't love it. It's just, I felt I could have done with a bit more. I felt like I wanted, I don't know, a bit more of a, an end goal for that really sweet, charming relationship between those two guys and this kind of tentative friendship. Um, And I would have liked that to have a bigger ending between them because it was really cute. It was really, really nice. Uh, So I also really liked, there's a lot of kind of lonely zombie themes, I want to say, um, particularly in the first part of the drama, because Muyong is very, very alone for the first couple episodes until really Sanji sort of barges her way into his life and begins to, you know, be a proper kind of detective partner for him who supports him and helps him and eventually learns his secret and still supports him and helps him, which is really nice. Um, you know, after a bit of running and screaming, of course. <laughs> um, but I did kind of like... You know, and I think it's one thing I did enjoy about this show is it's a lot of different things. Like it can have this silly comedy, it can have this mad horror with blood everywhere. And then it can have these kind of almost poignant moments where, you know, what? how lonely would it be to be a zombie and potentially be the only zombie and not know who you were and not know how you died or why you died or why there's a big hole in your belly where presumably a bullet went through. Um, So I kind of liked that. I kind of liked the quietness as it sort of, I don't know, played around with those lonely zombie themes were kind of fun, but, you know, kind of moving, I suppose. Um, I 
Another thing I really loved when it came to the comedy, there was a lot of kind of meta drama references. I think I mentioned this before at the start. Um, so a lot of very funny kind of jokes, I suppose. And I was really excited that I got a lot of them. Um, presumably there was more that went over my head, um, like pop culture references and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's such a fun thing. Like if you watch K-dramas, Obviously, there is a lot of pop culture jokes, a lot of, you know, references to other dramas. And if you've watched enough dramas to start, like, picking up on those references, like, I just think that's so much fun. So I felt really proud of myself um, for picking up on a lot of these kind of meta jokes in this one. So for an example, one that I thought was, you know, just one that... that I guess I got, which was really exciting for me. Um, so Chejin Hyok, the actor, one of his previous dramas I was talking about at the start was called, I think it's called The Last Empress, and it's this mad Mukjung drama. And in that drama, his character begins the the story actually played by a different actor. And the actor who played that character in The Last Empress kind of, you know, he has a montage where he loses a lot of weight and does some, you know, martial arts training, and then suddenly when he comes back, he's a completely different different person played by Che Jin Hyok. Um, and it's very, very funny in that drama because the actor that they get to kind of play the character at the start of the show is just looks completely different and is half the height. So you're kind of expected to think, okay, he's lost some weight, but he's changed his entire facial structure and he's grown like twice as tall. Uh, so the guy who plays like the original version of that character in The Last Empress, um, that actor is actually in Zombie Detective and he plays the rival kind of private detective across the way. Um, and he's very goofy and funny in this. I actually really liked him. Um, but there's this scene where he first meets, you know, zombie Muyong and he like looks up at him because Muyong's so much taller and he's like, hmm, I guess that's what I'd look like if I lost some weight. And, you know, his detective sidekick is just like, what? Like, as if that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So it's just like a funny little, you know, reference to something that I'd actually seen. So I don't know, I felt very proud of myself and my K-drama watching superpowers that I actually got the joke. <laughs> so there's a lot of those running through it, which were really fun and charming. And I've, I've literally also written at the end of this of stuff I loved. The silliness. And I feel like I've talked about that so much. Um, so I don't know why I wrote it on the list twice. There you go. So now it is time for me to talk about stuff that I didn't love so much about the show. But to be honest, like, I, I just want to say, like, it's a show that I really enjoyed, but it's not a show that I feel like passionate about. So there's kind of this more middling feeling. So I feel like the stuff that I'm kind of nitpicking about, I don't know, I don't think I loved the show enough to feel that strongly about things that I didn't feel worked, if you know what I mean. So I kind of feel like everything that I was like, oh, well, they could have done that or they could have done without that. I'm kind of like, whatever, like, you know, it is what it is. It's just a silly little show. It's not something that I'm really kind of want to pull those threads and pick it apart, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, it's a really harmless show, so I don't really feel like I have anything particularly like that annoyed me about it. Um, I just will say, as I did mention before, I was very riveted when it was like character interaction or development stuff. Um, I really liked all those elements of the show, but I definitely kind of glazed over or kind of like you know, was less involved when it got to the very plot-heavy episodes where it would be like, you know, Muyong's running off 
off after this particular serial killer and everyone's like, I like the action parts of it, but I didn't get so much into all the clues and who is this and what's going on, like that kind of stuff. I have to admit, I kind of glazed over it, which I don't know, it didn't really matter to me because then, you know, I just picked it up again straight away afterwards when the people kind of became the more central focus again. Um, so the only thing that I would say about the show, and again, I don't really mind it because I'm not sure how they could have done it, but I could have done with more romance, <laughs> but I feel like that would probably be, you know, what I would say to every single show in the whole world, because <laughs> I'm someone who loves romance in dramas. It's a real favorite thing of mine. So I feel like other people would maybe not have that kind of want um, for there to be just a bit more um, solid romance between the leads. Cause I really liked the leads and I just, I don't know, I just wanted more of them, I suppose. Um, but at the same time, as much as I'm like, Oh, I would have liked to, you know, see them kiss or have more romance. I'm also of the mind and, you know, highly aware that our male lead is a, a dead corpse. That's animated <laughs> and that potentially I also would have felt weird if they'd kissed or you know and there's a part of me that was watching the whole show I'm like how are they going to finish this like he can't be a human again how's he going to be human and therefore like they can't really get together because then it's a tragedy like it's a, ro a sad romance because he'll live forever as a dead man and she'll get old and die. So clearly I'm reading too much into it because none of that happens in the show. They just don't really fully go there. And I guess by not going there, they don't have to deal with a lot of kind of those truths about the fact that he's a zombie, which is, you know, he, he is kind of gross if he's a zombie. And on the flip side, you know, their, their romance would be fully tragic if they ever got together. Um, so that's it really. Oh, and I, I, the other thing was I quite liked the second male lead. Um, I quite liked the kind of, I don't know, the one scene where he was hanging out with Sonji and Muyong at like the rooftop party. I loved it a lot. Um, I always, you know, I really like love triangles, I suppose. So I could have done with, you know, he's in the show. So I would have liked him to get utilized more for the romantic hijinks, <laughs> but that's just my personal taste as well. Um, but I would have liked that. So in terms of the ending of the show, which, you know, I'm clearly going to completely spoil, um, but nothing really happens, you know, they, like they solve the mysteries or whatever. There's two major mysteries or kind of three, I suppose, in the show. Each of those gets sol uh, solved. And then um, after they've done it, you know, Muyong has to sort of, he has to do something bad in order to save everyone, which he's not very happy about. And that is murder a zombie, which he feels really uncool about, which is fair enough. And then he's just kind of, it's the end of the show and he's like, so I've decided that zombies can't live with humans. So I'm going to fuck off back to the mountain and live there forever. And everyone's like, don't go. We love you. And he's like, I'm going to go. So then he goes and then the whole drama flashes forward a year. And we kind of see that Sonji's, you know, very sweet brother-in-law has become a big hit with his new movie about zombies. Frankly, I would have liked to, I don't know, see more about that because I liked it so much instead of, I wanted to know what his movie was about because all the scenarios that he kept pitching throughout this drama were absolutely terrible. So I wanted to know why, why he was winning an award, uh, but I really liked him. Uh, so I was glad he was happy, but anyway, <laughs> and Sonji's uh, become, you know, she's taken over the detective agency and is doing really well. And her detective friend, you know, the second male lead has sort of moved on and he's falling in love with somebody else. And then um, everyone goes to a Halloween party and they're all dressed up as, you know, zombies, basically most of them. <laughs> and then 
Mooyong just sort of turns up and he's wearing a white suit and looking really dashing with zombie makeup over his zombie face, which I feel like was completely unnecessary. Um, and then they just kind of, I don't know, they just sort of banter and she's clearly into him. He's clearly into her, but he's also like, I'm a zombie. <laughs> Sorry, this, this is not going to work. And then he's like, oh, maybe you could help me. There's this guy in America who's like uh, developing a zombie vaccine to make it so zombies aren't zombies anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, and then that's the end. That's just it. And I didn't mind it. I feel like it's probably, you know, what else can they do with this kind of show? Like, unless you turn him human again, you can't get a proper ending, particularly when it comes to the romance. Um, so I didn't mind it, but also I was like, why did he go live in the mountains for a year? And when he came to this party, where did he get his white suit from if he's living in the woods? And in, anyway, I don't feel like any of those things mattered, but that is how the show ended. Um, I felt, I can't want to say I felt slightly unsatisfied, but also I really enjoyed it. It was just harmless, fluffy, blood splattered fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that's it from me, I think, on Zombie Detective, the 12 episode, very silly show <laughs> from 2020. I did actually, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it's kind of a funny one. I don't really know how to explain how I feel. There's so many things I'm like, well, they could have done that differently. They could have done this differently, but I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Um, so yeah, I'm actually going to go now. That, that really, that really is the end of my discussion on Zombie Detective. <laughs> So now it is time for my random thing of the week. And I just wanted to tell you a funny thing that happened to me as my random thing this week. So basically, um, I have a friend who lives in Korea who used to teach me Korean language and um, sort of is sort of again. But anyway, so we were just trying to work out a time to like have a online chat. And so she gave me a time and she's like this time in Korea. So I'm obviously Googling like what time is it? you know, time in Korea right now, because I'm trying to find out what the time difference is. Um, but instead of writing time in Korea now and Googling that, I accidentally Googled Tom in Korea now. And it came up with all these pictures of Tom Holland waving, presumably in Korea. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And then I realized I'd, I'd written, I'd literally Googled Tom in Korea now. So there you go. That was my weird and very random thing of the week, which, you know, when I said it out again, it wasn't that funny, but <laughs> when it happened, I thought it was truly the most hilarious thing ever, <laughs> which you guys might disagree with, but there you go. <laughs> Now it is time for my something I'm loving section for this week. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to lovely listener Stella, um, who I've been chatting with quite a bit about, you know, wonderful K-dramas and other stuff. Um, so they suggested to me to try a Norwegian show called Beforeigners, which I'm pretty sure like uh, when Stella mentioned it to me, I hadn't heard about it and I watched it immediately and absolutely adored it. It's such a good show. But now I feel like I am seeing it around. I'm, I'm seeing quite a lot of buzz. I'm seeing people talk about it. So I'm not sure. Maybe you've already watched it. Maybe you've heard of it. But if you haven't, I highly, highly recommend it, as Stella did to me, recommend it. So it's a Norwegian show um, and it's, uh, I want to say, what is it? Kind of like um, speculative. I think that's the word for it. Speculative. <laughs> so it's called Be Foreigners. So like foreigners and then before, before foreigners. 
Uh, and it's basically about what if right now in the modern world, all over the world, people just started appearing in the ocean. And when you fish them out of the ocean, they were time travelers from the past. So for instance, in Norway, which is where the show is set, um, what would you do if suddenly about 13,000 refugees basically per year are turning up in your country that are from either 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, or 10,000 years ago, as in full on, like, I don't know, early man, like Neanderthal kind of level stuff. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's all about, I guess, the social ripple effects of, you know, a huge migration kind of thing like that happening and what that means on current culture and current everything, society, um, and also is following um, a detective duo, one of whom is a buffarina, so she's come from like Viking times, basically, and him, who is uh, kind of like a modern day detective dude. Um, it is so good. If you haven't watched it, I think you should watch it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it anyway. I thought it was a really, really, really wonderful show. Uh, so thank you so much, Stella, for that recommendation. I'm so glad that you told me about it because it was really fun. It's only like six episodes too, so it's seriously short. I think there'll be multi-seasons on that one, which I cannot wait for the second season already. Uh, so once again, it's a Norwegian show called Be Foreigners, and it is great. I really, really liked it.